This week, I'm going to spend some time with you thinking through the pros and cons of a workbook. What is a workbook? Well, there was a time when I think growing up, everything entailed writing things down. You got some assignment or you were given some program and you naturally got a sheaf of paper, something alongside your course guide maybe. And these days, because so much learning takes place through learning management systems, we consume learning content on our phones or we create courses for our customers, which they will access on their platforms at work or away from work. Everything's electronic. But is there an actual case for making a workbook in addition to your course, alongside your course or content, accompanying your course or content? Today, I want to explore seven pros and cons for each, whether it's worthwhile and what you should think about if you're going to go down the road of developing a workbook for your programs. This is the Training Business Podcast. Hey, and welcome to the trainingbusiness.com podcast. Every week, we bring you exciting news and interviews with training business experts and training business entrepreneurs from around the world. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. Here's your host, Mark Garrett-Hayes. Hi, my name is Mark, and you're very welcome to the Training Business Podcast. This is the weekly show for self-employed consultants, trainers, coaches, people like you and me all around the world. And wherever you are, this is for you if you are in the business of making money from your knowledge, from your expertise. Perhaps you have programs or you're developing programs. You've got workshops or courses or books or keynotes. You've got something which you've developed and you want to put a price tag on so you can sell it and make money from it. And if that is the case, you're in the right place because... Some of these things, not all of these things I've done, but I've got people on the show who've done these things, and that's why the show exists, to share their learnings, their lessons, their mistakes, their stories with you every single week. I've mentioned this before. If this is your first time here, you'll hear me say it for the first time. I'm an author, a coach, a published author on the subject of coaching, in fact, and I'm also a trainer, and I've also made every single mistake that one can make in getting my ideas off the ground, not just from inside my head, but into something which takes the form that people are willing to pay for. And over the years, I've had loads of guests on the show, many, many LinkedIn learning instructors, many, many authors, TEDx speakers, and some big names and and some not so well-known names. And to me, they're all the same because whatever this is about, it's about helping you wherever you are on this journey. If you've not yet clicked on subscribe or follow, please do, because this reminds you of the value of the show and notifies you of great episodes as they come out. And of course, costs absolutely nothing. Okay, I mentioned before the music that this week we're going to focus on the topic of workbooks. What is a workbook? Well, think of the name. First of all, it's a book. It's some kind of, um, let's say, vehicle for you to write down your thoughts. Why does it exist? Well, even recently, a colleague of mine, Emma, wrote a book, and her book's about the advantage of having a personal board. And she she wrote down or put together a workbook to go with her physical book, and I thought that's quite a clever idea. Now, I don't mean that both are necessarily physical, but you could get a physical workbook and also 
the, the book itself. And I've seen many people do this. Why would you do this? Well, that's what this episode's about today. Um, I thought of that too, in fact, because I published a book last year in 2022, and it came out in 23. And I wondered if it would have helped people. But in fact, the way I wrote the book was that the workbook was actually in the book. There were plenty of pages, spaces, uh, points where people were encouraged to write down their own ideas. And this is really what a workbook is about. It's basically something which you give to your audience, whether they're using one of your online courses or perhaps reading your book or attending a keynote, and you want them to do something, write something down, which gives them the chance to bring your content to life in their life. And I think that's why many people like it. Not everyone likes workbooks. Many people um, don't, but there is still, I think, an, an opportunity here to stand out from the competition because some people do want something on paper. Some people do want something they can use to write down. And I know that when I've given out books, even uh, mole skin notebooks, branded ones at seminars, people like them, they use them, and they remember them. And that's often a great thing to have, is something physical in your hand once you've attended a webinar, a keynote, or something else. Sometimes it's the only thing people have on the back of attending something where you're the speaker or you're the facilitator or coach or something. So I want to give you now seven pros and cons for creating a workbook. And just think about these because you might, over the coming weeks, as we go into summertime, be working on something like new courses for your students or your delegates or participants or clients, whichever you want to uh, call them by. And I've got seven pros and seven co cons. So you can write these down if you like. Uh, I've no workbook to go with this week's episode, but uh, feel free to write them down. The first one is enhanced learning. Workbooks can provide a structured way for people to engage with your course material. And again, this is often a tangible, um, let's call it artifact, where people can listen to something, read something, do something, and then reflect on something by writing that down. And there still are many, many people who like having something tangible, physical, um, that they can fill in and reflect on and use, refer back to. And again, think of it this way, often that's the only thing people have once your event or talk or keynote or program's over. And I know that many people have had these things floating around their offices for quite a while. And they said, oh yeah, you're the guy that produced this thing, or it's a diary. It's a coaching diary. And that's something I'm thinking of producing in 2024. And that will be for longer programs. And that's in the price. And I know people have done this. I'm, uh, a pr previous guest of mine um, produced a diary, which he, in fact, is a hundred days um, coaching diary, which many people love. And it's full of ideas. And um, he said that's been a bestseller for him. And I thought that's really interesting People don't just want the course, they're willing to pay for the workbook as an add-on. So think of that as a revenue stream. The second reason that you might want a workbook is that workbooks can detail key lesson takeaways. Not, not the whole lesson, but just some key takeaways, which provides a summary of important concepts that your paying clients can review after the lesson or after the installment or after the uh speech or workshop. I was asked to run a workshop this year. It was cancelled as it happens in Hungary. But one of my goals for that was to give people something they could actually 
use and reflect on in the form of key takeaways afterwards. And often when you're delivering a keynote, you're perhaps not allowed to give out something. Sometimes you are, like your book or some material. Let's say you're giving a talk on stage somewhere, but you can give people something that they can, uh, you can leave on their chair, on their tables at a conference or seminar. And that is like a, a business card with your branding on it. And they've got something filled in, which means there's a connection between them and this thing you've given them. And again, there's a there's a strong connection in people's minds between what they've done with something you've given them and remembering your brand. The third thing then is actionable steps. Workbooks can provide a checklist of action items or step-by-step guides. You might want to give someone something to do, uh, a procedure to follow, and this is a chance to remind people of those steps or those action items. And this makes what you're giving them really, really practical because what you think people want to learn and what they actually are going to do with what they've been given in learning are sometimes two different things. People want step-by-step, not just information. They want the transformation, not just the information. The fourth reason is that workbooks can provide case studies so they can enrich conceptual lessons with details, bringing something to life. And I did that in my book. I, I had a couple of chapters where I had um, case study or something in action, and I gave people a an example of a concept, and I brought that to life with people's names and the situation they were in and what they did and what they got as a result. And that often brings things to life, which helps people to understand something more deeply. The fifth reason is that a workbook can provide a decision-making framework. So let's say you're creating some kind of framework for leadership or for marketing or for some kind of topic. This will help them to navigate complex choices in that field. So if you've got some intellectual property, which you think might help someone do something um, through a framework, that also is your intellectual property, which is bringing to life one of your ideas. It's not just a series of words on a page. It's giving something that they can apply. So when they go back to their office or place of work and someone says, hey, that's a really cool framework. Where'd you get that? It's this person. I did their course or their keynote and um, I'm now, I think that we can use this. And I know people have just gotten in the door of companies by producing a framework and people like that framework. It's simple, it's light, it's easy, and it becomes something that they want more of. The next reason are work prompts. Workbooks can include work prompts which guide people in the application of things like critical thinking. So you might give one someone some kind of things to think about in day one, day 10, and day 90, and so on. And I've seen this work very, very well when people are on a journey. For example, your first 100 days of leadership, and you give people things to do. On day one, you should be doing these things, asking these questions, meeting these kinds of people. People love this because it's like having someone there every day for them, reminding them of things to do, giving them ideas of things they could do. And it's it re- works really well when people are have some kind of end point in mind and you want to give them that uh, hand-holding step-by-step. Some people have done this with emails where every couple of days an email is automatically sent from, let's say, um, Active Campaign or ConvertKit or whichever email platform you have. And you give people a series of things to read or things to do that day or things to reflect on that day. 
And it's one of the reasons why many, many people like workbooks, because it gives them the chance to check in and be held accountable. Although you're not there, your work is actually helping them to do things and to do things sequentially. And one of the reasons people often, um, I think, struggle with courses is that they forget what they have covered but this work prompt keeps them on track. And then 30 days from now, there's a path they're still following. And uh, this is one of the things that many organizations like and want to know if you're selling them training. You know, what happens when you're gone? Well, here's a path to follow. On day 30, you should be doing these things. And that, that's like a recipe, and it's really, really valuable. The seventh thing is customization, which means that workbooks can be designed in a way that suits the unique structure and demands of your course. So again, this is your chance to put your stamp on things. It's not just any old leadership course, any old resilience course, any old mental health course, any old uh, coaching course or sales course. It's something unique which reflects your approach to something. And that workbook becomes an additional asset to a company. And it's something you can upload to their learning management system or make available through an app. And again, it's just a unique feature which helps you stand out. Also, think of it this way, commercially, it's something you can charge for. A workbook is something you can charge for. It may not be in one binder as a workbook physically. It could be something which is divided into different kinds of assets which could sit in different parts of a workflow. And people love that template. They love this calendar. They love this checklist. They love this cheat sheet. So that workbook is broken down into subparts. Okay, right. So they're all my advantages I can think of. Let's now flip the coin and look at some reasons you may not want to create a workbook. And of course, there are many. First of all, there's cost. Developing a workbook can be an expensive process because if it's something physical or, or even something which is digital, it needs to be well-designed. There's no point having a great course and a great program or a great something and then having a lazy a stinker of a book which isn't put together well, it really detracts from your brand. And I know people have done this badly and they wish they hadn't. So put as much thought into your workbook, if you're doing one, as you are into anything else you do. If you are physically printing it off, there is, of course, the question of design. It needs to be something which is of the same quality as everything else. It may need to be printed, which again means editing, proofreading, it means design. Is that something that is in your wheelhouse or skill set? And if not, how much will that cost you to outsource? And I know that I've found people quite quickly on platforms like Fiverr who are willing to do this, but I will look. I will look specifically for people with the keyword workbook or workbook design in their profile. And the last thing is distribution. If you have a workbook, um, how are you going to get that to people? Is it from your platform? Is it from some digital platform, some shopping cart? Is it hosted on Google Drive? Is it free or is it behind a paywall? And I would think it's an opportunity to sell something. So I wouldn't necessarily give it away for free unless it's part of a larger program. And that's as an add-on. The second con or disadvantage is maintenance. Workbooks, like anything else, need to be updated because if your course is updated and your workbook isn't, well, that's a problem. So your workbook will have to evolve over time. And again, that's more time, which is a cost. So are you willing to do that? You might want to therefore think of designing your workbook in a way 
that your updating is not so onerous. So you're not designing everything, but designing some key things so it's regular and updated. And you can set reminders to do that. So for example, links. So I know that sometimes links are broken or they're irrelevant or better articles, better diagrams, better videos are produced. Those are usually easy to change, particularly if the workbook is digital, which is one of the reasons why workbooks are often quite handy when they're digital, because they can be updated quite quickly. But if they're not, this could be time-consuming. And there is always the danger that an old or out-of-date workbook lingers somewhere. The third con is limiting creativity, because sometimes if people feel that the only way to learn or engage with content is through the workbook, it could potentially limit the spontaneous creativity in the learning process. Now, I don't think that's always a reason, but sometimes people think a a workbook is too too uh, prescriptive. The, the content is descriptive, but sometimes the, the workbook is just X number of exercises or X number of concepts, and therefore it uh, focuses people on that thing rather than the original course or original work. So think about that too. What is the goal of the workbook? Is it to accompany or to replace something else? I think it should be to accompany something larger. And what I've seen people do very, very well is to put in their workbook links back to a website, links back to your uh, guides. So your resources page on your website. Think of the things you can do quite cleverly to make sure that the workbook is all the time pointing back to other things. So here's a link to a podcast episode from within the workbook. Here's a link to a video from within the workbook. Here's a link to some other resource from within the workbook. The workbook therefore becomes this uh, almost springboard to other parts of your process or your content. And that's a very clever way to use a workbook. It's not just to be a thing in itself, but to be a bridge to other things in your content portfolio. The fourth con of a workbook is that some people might think it's extra work, it's homework, it's too much work. And this can be the case if people don't see why a workbook will serve them. Some people might think it's extra, you know, attention distraction, and it's just not for me. Oh, the book's enough or the course is enough. I couldn't be bothered filling in this. Fine. There are some people who will think this way, but not everyone does. And it just might be the case that your course or your program, your coaching workshops, your keynotes, your whatever that thing is, um, has an audience of people who actually want something that is a workbook. Something else to think in, or keep in mind is this. Many people increasingly like audiobooks, which is surprising, I thought, but then I thought maybe it's not surprising because you're listening to this podcast. And people have said to me, what about your book, Sales Coaching Essentials? Is that available as, a, as an audiobook I can listen to in the car or on long journeys? And I've said no. And they go, mm, why not? So sometimes people want more not just what you've sold them, but they want to keep going because you've given them this taste, you've inspired them, and they want something else. So I would check your audience, your clients, and say, is there any other format which this could be useful in? Is it digital? Is it physical? Is it audio? Is it something like an app? And you'd be surprised how people might say, yes, we love an app, or we love 
uh, some video or something like that to reinforce this concept. And again, that's more revenue if that's something you want to sell. The fifth con of a workbook is, of course, accessibility. Not everyone is able to visualize things or see things or interact with things, particularly if it's a physical product. And what some people have done instead is they've worked with an agency or an outsourced third party to produce something which is accessible to people who are visually impaired or dyslexic. Um, Some people produce literally physical items which can be touched, they're kinesthetic, so it's something made of foam or rubber, or it's something which can be touched um, using a finger, and it's not necessarily something which has to be read or watched. So keep an open mind as to what you can provide your audience in a different format for reasons of accessibility. I'm not an expert on this, as you can tell, and I'm sure there are people thinking, well, that would not work. So if you've got ideas for what would make an accessible accompaniment to a course, perhaps in the form of a workbook or extra piece of IP, let me know. You can email me, mark at trainingbusiness.com. The sixth con or disadvantage to a workbook is that increasingly there is a trend, obviously, of online learning, which means anything you produce physically may have to be reproduced digitally and or it may not be relevant anymore. And some people have literally moved away from uh, workbooks because they want something they can actually interact with on their phone. So there might be a cost involved in moving or transitioning a physical thing to a digital thing. And even then that may not work. And I know this because many people during COVID try to run what would ordinarily be face-to-face courses in a digital format and they tanked. They did not work as well. And many people scrambled to transform their programs and physical things into something which worked online and not everyone succeeded. So think about that. If you have something that's, let's call it legacy, is it something you want to invest time in transitioning into a format which is digital and consumable on someone else's platform or your platform? Okay, the last thing I can think of, and that's the obvious reason that you may not want to create a workbook, is time. Because it will take time to do. It can be a time-consuming process, which could detract from other important tasks related to lead generation, uh, business activities, marketing, sales, or course creation. However, here's a thought. I think there is a lot of um, a lot of success possible if you go one way when everyone else is going the other way. I'll tell you what I mean. For a long time, I didn't send people anything through the mail, and I've begun to do that again. And why? Because most people don't do it. And people have said to me, I never thought I would get a physical signed copy of your book. What a surprise. And no one else does this. You were the first to do this. Or I've sent something through the mail in the form of a t-shirt or something, let's say a pre-course pack. And again, people have said to me, you're the only person doing this. Thank you so much. Or I've recorded a video. So try and do things which other people are not doing. Often that's a way to stand out. If everyone else was doing workbooks, then there may be no value to yours, no matter how good the content is. But by virtue of the fact that many people aren't doing this, might give you a reason to think about the value 
in creating something, particularly if others can't be bothered. We are in a competitive world. Increasingly, the world is flatter. We have to stand out. We've got to work harder and be cleverer. So ask yourself today, listening to those pros and cons, are there reasons that you may want to think about producing a workbook? Are there reasons to actually do one? And will it lead to an outcome for you, including brand awareness, um, visibility, also helping your clients with accountability, and often communicating quality, which I think is really important. Quality. I think this is important enough. I'm willing to do something for you, my clients. And I know that when I've customized a workbook, because it's digital, it's easy to do, I can get a lot of kudos from people who say, thank you for taking the trouble to customize a case study or use a foreword from the company chairperson or CEO. And people really, really value that because it's like, it's like saying to someone, I care enough about your company or brand your people to go the extra mile. Now, of course, you have to ask yourself, how often will you do this? Well, if you're not getting results from this, you might want to check that and rethink it. But if you can do something which people don't expect, but really, really value, that could be something which makes a huge difference for you and your business if other people aren't doing it and you are. And that's my final thought today. So today we covered the pros and cons of a workbook. I'm beginning to do that again. I stopped for a while. And hopefully I've given you with this some thoughts to reflect upon. Is it worth your while doing a workbook? Why? Or is it not worth your while doing a workbook? Why not? And if you have any thoughts on that, please drop me a line. My email address again is mark at trainingbusiness.com. That's it for this week's episode of the show. Thank you for listening. There will be a guest episode, I think, next week. And thank you from my team, Joe, James, Sam, Turrell, and I, and Christy, Christina and Ignasi. And we love hearing from you. So if you've got some suggestions for the show, names or topics for the show, please drop me a line, mark at trainingbusiness.com. Until next Thursday, keep going. Speak to you next time. Bye. once more for listening to this episode of the trainingbusiness.com podcast. See you next time.